1: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. All right, guys, great deal going on right now. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game in college hoops, conference championships, and if that team wins, get $200 in free bets. That simple, that easy. All right, now joined by the dawn of the Arizona sports scene, Mr. Jason Shearer. Hello, Jason. What's going on, Mike? All right, so let's get down to it. We got a ton of comments already. We got a ton of questions. A lot of people want to know what Shear's prediction is for a U of A basketball recruit. I don't think that that's uh, probably going to take you by surprise. Okay, first and foremost, let's talk, let's rehash a little bit of Arizona basketball this season. Everybody is trying to make the case for somebody other than Tommy Lloyd to be national coach of the year. Arizona goes into the year unranked, currently number two in the entire nation again went into the season unranked this is the most open and shut case that I can ever imagine and yet somehow Ed Cooley at Providence is going to get the awards here
0: yeah I don't think Tommy Lloyd's going to win it I was just telling someone with Arizona this the other day I think it's going to go to Ed Cooley mostly the argument will be Providence hasn't won the Big East and they haven't been very good and all that and I don't know. Like to me, it's you know, it Arizona's almost getting punished for the fact that they were good like five years ago and Providence isn't good. But it's Ed Cooley's guys that weren't good. Let me ask you this.
1: Who is more, and here's always what I say, who is more surprising? Arizona or Providence? Because we could be honest here. Providence is a good team. They're not a national title contender. Nobody's gonna expect to see them in the final four. Arizona is absolutely a team that can cut down the nets.
0: Yeah, like Providence is good. But meanwhile, if you listen to all the ones like fans of one seeds and two seeds, they're like, oh, yeah, we want Providence in our bracket. (laughs) And that should really want to face Providence. They don't want to face, you know, like to me, Scott Drew is probably second. They don't want to face Baylor. You don't want Baylor in the bracket. You want Providence.
1: Right. And and Scott Drew's the other guy. Listen, Tommy Lloyd would be my guy 100 percent across the board. I can at least entertain Scott Drew because he's lost half his team and they're still going to be a one seed.
0: I'm not but, even sure Cooley's third. I think Mark Adams might be third at Texas Tech.
1: I just can't watch Mark Adams in that Where's style. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I cannot. I 100 not watch that. All right, so Arizona, right now, you and I were talking about. It. You're going into the conference tournament right here. A lot of people are saying, "Well, do you really want to go all in and win?" To me, why wouldn't you? This is you could still you could still potentially get that number one seed if Gonzaga falls. So why wouldn't you want to win this tournament?
0: You have to play to win. I know as fans, it's like, look, if if we're not that disappointed that they don't win the conference tournament, that's different. But the players, you can't say we're not going all in. Like, you owe it to them. They they won this amount of games. If they win the Pac-12 tournament, there's no doubt. I mean, there's probably no doubt anyway. But um, you're, you know, kind of cementing Arizona's place as the best team in the conference. And like you said, if Gonzaga happens to lose tonight or or Wednesday – Arizona is the one seed in the West if it wins the conference tournament. So there's still plenty to play for.
1: You and I were talking about it. We are having a little bit of back and forth. You are much higher on Kentucky than I am. Yeah. Time will time will tell, obviously, who's right. But one team that I don't want to see in the Sweet 16, because I think that they match up very well with Arizona, is a team like Arkansas. And you might say, Mike, we don't want to hear about the must-bus. Who cares about the must-bus? The, the teams that worry me a little bit more, I think people are getting this wrong, right? Like people are saying, well, you know, it's a methodic or a methodical pace that you don't want to play. I don't necessarily worry to worry about that per se, because if you want to play, if Arizona's in the half-court setting with as big as they are across the board, you're gonna probably get eaten up on the offensive glass. The teams that worry me are the ones that can pressure you, they can get in that three-quarter, that half-court situation. Because while Kirk Kreesa has certainly made me look stupid. He's been becoming. He's you know he's become much much better. He's also a guy that you know we can be honest here isn't a the slickest of ball handlers per se. So those are the kind of teams that worry me there, Sheer.
0: Yeah, like people mentioned, you know, I see people mention like they don't want Arizona to play Texas Tech because it's grinding out, etc. But teams like that still have to score in Arizona. Like you're not winning by scoring thirty five points, and so Arizona is not easy to score on. Arkansas is one of those matchups I posted on the message board. Teams I don't want to face. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas is one of them because they pressure the ball. Um, they have no issue full-court press. They have J.D. Note, he's one of the best shooters in the country. If that guy's hot um, and making threes, all bets are off. And uh, they're a well-coached team, and, and they're good. Like, they're going to pressure Arizona. And, you know, it's I love Kirk Cresa, but Arkansas pressure is different. And there's teams in, in throughout the country that can really uh, pressure teams. And Arkansas is one of them. LSU is another. And uh, those are the type of teams where, if you're Arizona, you'd kind of rather – Uh, wait a little bit longer to face
1: all right guys just so you know we have about 80 questions from me saying mike please ask jason we're gonna get to kj lewis in just a second right here we're gonna don't don't worry about all of that now i think this is an interesting question from andre Veris, um somebody that i'm responsible for bringing over to your board sure so i want to cut of that subscription all right andre says who is one of two teams Jason does not want to see in our bracket, regardless if it's an eight nine seed or a two to three seed that we might face in the elite eight? It's a good question.
0: Uh, well, Arkansas, which we just mentioned, and, and when it comes to the eight nine game, for me, it's teams that have talent that maybe necessarily haven't played well because all it takes is one game. So, like a Michigan State or a North Carolina, Arizona is better than both teams, but when you're talented and Michigan State has Tom Izzo, it just takes one game in the tournament, right? So, I'd rather face a Boise State or San Francisco, where I know that, you know, Arizona is a considerably better team than those guys. And um, in terms of the two seed, like we've mentioned, we would love to see Wisconsin as the two seed in Arizona's bracket or even a you know, three seed.
1: Can we talk about Wisconsin for a second? Because you and I have been baffled by Wisconsin for about the last three I was months. Kind of
0: like my sister went to Wisconsin. I watch a lot of Wisconsin basketball.
1: I, I I get it. They're solid. But for the longest time now, and this has been going on all season, the national media has some real, for lack of a better term, chubby for Wisconsin basketball. And, again, they're solid. But I look at that team, and I don't put them as one of the 8 to 10 best teams in college basketball. I just don't.
0: And the metrics back us up. Their metrics aren't good. On Ken Palm, they're not top 20, last I checked, as of yesterday. They have a really good player, Johnny Davis, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. Rasta took him out to win that game as you know as we know yeah and uh <laughs> beyond that what do they have i mean brad davison is solid but he's not any better than some of the guys that you know arizona is seeing on a on a weekly basis he's not better than you know a haquez or a guy choosing like or a guy like that and to me they're they're kind of a two-man team and i think people are overrating the big 10 because outside of illinois and purdue i mean what do you what are you excited about
1: and we heard this last year, too, where the Big Ten absolutely just fell on its face in the tournament. And I think that's something that, you know, if the Pac-12, I, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. I would not be at all surprised if the Pac-12 had more second weekend teams than the uh, the Big Ten does, even though the Big Ten's going to get 13 teams in.
0: I, in think, I, think, I think UCLA, USC, and Arizona, when you take the top three teams in every conference, I'd put them up against anyone.
1: I re- I really do now. Maybe let's talk
0: SEC, but right besides that,
1: look, let's talk now. Let's talk SEC, or just- right, excuse me, let's talk uh, um, UCLA just for a second. You and I were messaging back and forth. I think Arizona is better than UCLA, um, but I will say this. I would not at all be surprised if UCLA makes another big run come tournament time because they're. It looks like they're getting healthy. Jaime Hockes is back to doing what he what he can do. It's not an overly athletic team, and they're going. They could struggle against longer teams. But Jason, you don't want to be. You don't want to see them as the four seed if you're a one seed.
0: No, it'll, it'll be Arizona probably. But <laughs> yes, I know, right? Somehow um, that'll happen. Yeah, but. I don't think people realize how good UCLA is like right. they had some injury and health issues. Jalen Clark is legit. He was hurt. Hawk was, was hurt. Now he's back. He's going to be packed 12 player of the week. He might've already been named it. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, you know, you take a look at UCLA, they're defending better than they have all season. Uh, their offense is very unique in college basketball. They run more ISO than like anybody. And yeah, they can go cold and, and get upset early. I mean, it's a possibility, but this is also one of those teams where they're really difficult to beat because they're very talented. Um, they finally found Miles Johnson is better when he's playing more than Cody Riley. And, <laughs> right, you know, like it took the whole season, but uh, things are coming together for them. I, I you know, I think Arizona is the best team in the Pac-12, but UCLA um, winning the Pac-12 tournament, would it surprise me or even upset me at all? Because they're a really good team
1: all right guys before kj lewis we're gonna get to another point right here that i want to talk with sheer about all right a bunch of people have said who do you expect back next year um who do you expect i think it's probably a foregone conclusion and oh real quick sorry and i'm all over the place some uh randomly an elderly person just dropped a dog off at my front yard or front door about three minutes before i'm about to go so i guess he saw bruno at some point but um you, you're a voter, so you uh you you can vote for all the Pac-12
0: awards, correct? I can't. we I, I don't know if we get a vote, but it's a coach's vote. It comes out tomorrow. And That's right. Coaches.
1: This is a clean sweep for Arizona across the board, right?
0: You'd think so. I don't really trust coaches, but you'd think it's Ben, player of the year, Coloco defense, Tommy, coach.
1: And I know that Wilner put out that it's either between <laughs> Terrell Brown and Ben Matherin. As much as I like to troll sheer about Terrell Brown, it is not between Terrell Brown and Ben Matherin. It is Ben Matherin.
0: I mean, you could have made a case a week ago it was between Ben and Zoo.
1: Right. Well, and that's, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Darrell Brown, I can't do that. Yeah, we're not,
1: right, not going to do that. Now, let's talk about guys on the roster next year. I think we both probably assume that Ben Matherin is gone. He is a top 10 pick. You leave if you're a top 10 pick.
0: Correct. He's gone. All
1: right. What do you think about Christian Coloco?
0: I, if I'm him, I'm coming back. But i see mock drafts where he's a first-round pick. And if a team says, we're drafting you in the first round, he should absolutely go. Here's
1: my pitch if I'm Tommy Lloyd. I tell him, and it's kind of like the thing, I agree with you. I'm always the guy that, you know what, as long as you're emotionally ready um, and it's not going to just destroy you, I'm always the guy that says leave. The uh, one thing, though, that I think Lloyd could maybe sell him on is... Coloco's never going to be a real good finisher around the hoop against NBA players. That's just not what he does. But the one thing that he does show, he shows a nice little stroke out there. He really does. I think Tommy Lloyd's going to tell him, if you come back, I'm going to let you shoot two threes a game this year, which I think would only improve his uh, only improve his stock. He's not going to hurt himself by coming back. It's not the thing where the guy's tapped out
0: and he has no room for improvement. I think that'll
1: be Tommy Lloyd's pitch.
0: Yeah, he's not maxed out. So if he comes back, you got to assume that he's going to improve his stock. Um, yeah, I mean, you say, look, you're going to be more focal point of the offense. Ben is leaving. Um, those are, you know, 15 shots a game. That's going to be up for grabs. We're bringing in guys, but um, you're the starting big. You're going to play more minutes, etc. cetera. Um, and we're going to let you kind of have more offensive freedom. And that's the aspect of his game that NBA teams are going to want to see in workouts and all that. They want to see if when he gets on an NBA court, can I is he at least good for some points?
1: Right, and
0: it's going to be tough for him right now. He's got to get stronger, and he he doesn't really have much of an offensive game. Can you um,
1: have you seen anybody whose legend has taken off more than Umar Ballo, uh during um,
0: this season? No, I would like to think that I'm responsible for it.
1: All right, explain.
0: <laughs> he's my guy. He's I our know guy. he's he is. No, he's, he's our guy. Excited. No, we have
1: joint. We have uh, we have joint uh, uh, fanship of uh, uh, rights on Umar
0: Ballow. Umar gets me pumped, man. He's just so – first of all, he's a great kid, and he's humongous. So, like, if he was a jerk, you'd be like I like, – you'd be scared of him. But he's like right. a big teddy bear. And then when he gets going like he did against Cal, I'm convinced – like, I even texted you the question. I said, mm-hmm. you know, what, what – how many centers in the conference are better than Umar when he plays like that?
1: Nobody outside of Coloco.
0: Yeah, like Coloco, <laughs> and then maybe you give it – I'm sure there's one out there we're not thinking of, but –
1: Dante is so up and down, you don't know. I mean, he can go for 15 and 15 against Coloco and then two and five the next game. So you don't know. So I think Ballo is right. You know what I love about Ballo, though? How patient he is before he posterizes somebody. He takes his time, pump fakes, gets you up in the air, and then he rips the
0: rim down and he takes your head with it. And he's so damn strong. Like there are multiple plays. I know Cal's not very good, but there are multiple plays where he got his arm hit and still finished. Right, for sure. All
1: right. Real quick, and then we're going to get to KJ Lewis here. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. I was at a baby shower yesterday, and I was actually reading off this to people off the top of my head. That's so how good baby, I'd be. On your baby, by the way. Yeah, but I know. Right? Congratulations, right? All right, here's the deal. You throw down $5 on conference tournament games coming up here, and if that team wins, you $200 in free plays. It's that simple. It's that easy. Everybody likes betting on conference tournaments. You know what? Just don't listen to what I have to say because I kept telling you to bet against the Pistons. The Pistons are on like a seven-game winning streak right now. So don't listen to what I have to say. Listen to what Shear has to say. You could probably follow him on Twitter, at Jason Shear, and he might be able to tell you something. But, again, Arizona only, 21 and up. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. All right, Sheer. The questions, the recruiting dom, the man that is connected like no other in the recruiting circles. Uh, you were very confident that, uh, and here's what you know too. And you should, everybody should be getting a subscription to Wildcat Authority. Here's what Sheer does when he feels good about a commitment. Arizona likes where they stand right now. That's a very good comp or very good remark. You've been, you said that about Kylan Boswell for about two weeks or uh, two months, excuse me. Uh, KJ Lewis, does Arizona like where they stand?
0: I, I would say, I got to make a few more calls, but as Eric Bossy posted uh, this morning or last night, I don't remember.
1: Who's Eric Bossy, by the way?
0: 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst, the, the man. Okay. Uh, we both feel pretty good about where Arizona stands with KJ Lewis right now. Okay. I would be surprised if it isn't Arizona. I'm not ready to crystal ball it, but I would be surprised if it's not Arizona right
1: well, now. Well, heck, you can always just change the crystal ball last second. I
0: kid, I kid, I kid. What, what kind
1: of player is KJ Lewis, though?
0: Tough dude. Uh, another really good kid, tough, tough kid. Uh, can defend, play both, you know, sides of the court well, athletic. Um, the thing with him is that he could easily play with Boswell. They're they're very complimentary players. And um, in this system, they'd be easily like it, I mean, Arizona's gonna still recruit Tyrese Proctor. He's another guy. Like, he they're guards that complement each other very well, which is important. And they could go to those three guard smaller lineups, but they're still all tough kids. They're gonna rebound and all that. And uh, I like Lewis a lot. We have him higher than everyone else, and and we have him probably where, where I would have them.
1: I need you to also explain to people, too, because I get a lot of people that get very uh, – I love the composite ranking that you guys do, but I think the big mistake you do is including ESPN's rankings in there because it dilutes everything. Can you please explain why what you guys do in one other service should be taken at far more face value than what ESPN does?
0: We've had like serious discussions about ESPN and the composite because a lot of us guys don't like it because I'm very confident in saying that we see more than all the other networks. And I know Rivals sees more than ESPN. ESPN doesn't see anybody. Right. So what happens is ESPN won't see a kid and they'll kind of throw him up in a ranking and say KJ Lewis is 70th in the country. But meanwhile, we have guys seeing KJ Lewis every other game who say he's 23rd in the country. And so it brings him down. Um, And that's why, you know, when I talk about rankings, um, and you know, I always say, look, you know, the composite's great; it's awesome idea. But look at ours when we're ranking a kid, because we see these, uh, we see these guys closer. Is it fair to say? And
1: uh, let me ask you, let me ask you this: because Arizona fans are absolutely rabid when it comes to recruiting. Calm, cool, and collected. I just what what generates more
0: excitement: a five-star commitment or a big win? Five-star commitment. 100% the best part about the commitments is like Arizona has a big win and we're stop, still talking about the win 24 hours later when or if KJ Lewis commits on Wednesday it'll mm-hmm. take 20 minutes for someone to ask me who the next commitment's going to be
1: so it's an ongoing thing now Tommy Lloyd I, a lot of people are wondering all right Tommy Lloyd can obviously coach is it fair to say that you're probably you're not too concerned about his overall recruitment or recruiting uh,
0: level there Jason yeah. Like people just worry so much, but like his, his, I'll say this, his approach is very unique. They're not going to go off for 50 guys, but right now, let's say they land Lewis. How many guys have they lost Right, where they've been all in on? Not many, if any. So, And you know where people miss the boat too? Like, Everybody
1: expects one thing that we got to say, and you're big, you're certainly a bigger Sean guy than I am. But one thing about Miller, Miller was an A plus 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 recruiter. There was just no way around it. Outside of Calipari and maybe Shashevsky, there was nobody that was better at it. So all the people that are expecting Tommy Lloyd to just come in and recruit at that level, I don't think that that's really fa- that was. I don't think that was really fair to Tommy Lloyd because you were looking at one of the two or three best head coach recruiters in all of college basketball, Jason.
0: Yeah, I mean, expectation wise, Arizona fans are very, you know, even keeled. It's we, we yeah. expect him to recruit like a top five coach and win the Pac 12. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's actually doing it right now, which is ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, Sean, whatever you want to say about him as a coach, cool. Uh, you can't deny his recruiting before the whole FBI thing. Right. Uh, they, they could go up against anybody. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, and even after that, too, you still were able to bring in Nico Mannion, Josh Green, guys that could have gone absolutely anywhere they wanted. So, all right. Um, real all right. So, oh, Tyrese Proctor, real quick before we switch over to football, what's uh, what's the deal with him? A lot of people asking about him as well.
0: It's only Arizona and Duke. Uh, I don't know when he's going to decide, but he's not going to another school unless something crazy happens. Um, I would say that he would be less impacted by Lewis than Dusty Stromer would. I think if Lewis commits to Arizona, it becomes difficult to land Dusty Stromer, and he's probably going to UCLA or Gonzaga. Um, with Proctor. Um, I, I think it, there's a legitimate chance, especially something to watch for Proctor. And I was going to post this. Jared McCain is a five-star guard that used to be teammates with Boswell. I think he's going to commit to Duke. If he commits to Duke, that actually helps Arizona because of the, the way that Arizona runs its offense. It can land multiple guards. So root for McCain to go to Duke. And then Arizona gets a, a even better shot at landing Proctor.
1: What else you need to worry about, though, too, is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. All right, here's the deal: we got all kinds of different stuff going on right now. This time is you can bet five dollars on any team in their conference tournament to win, and if they win, they get two hundred dollars. You get two hundred dollars in free plays. You might say to yourself, Mike, it can't be that easy. Jason Shearer is on the DraftKings sportsbook app. He's not eligible because he's not a new customer. But Jason, you can vouch that this is how it goes. Correct?
0: Yeah, it's an easy app. It's fun to use. It's fun to when use. Winning. When you're winning, it's fun to use.
1: It's fun to get. Yes, absolutely. That's what you need to do. And what better time to bet on the U of A, especially if they're playing ASU or Stanford in that first round uh, first round game up in the tournament. So again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Let's move over to football a little bit before we let you go. All right. Watching practice, you get some people that are like, you know, it, it's hard to tell from one practice. But the only thing I am going to say is, is that these guys look much, much bigger than they did last year, especially on the outside there, Jason.
0: Yeah, it is hard to tell for one practice, but the first thing you look for every first practice of spring and fall camp is the size of the players. And they are so much bigger than last year. Um, you know, other schools tried to get uh TO, the strength coach in Arizona, mm-hmm. kind of ponied up a little bit and made sure he stayed. That may have been the move of the offseason. Like these right. teams are much bigger, they're faster. Um, and, and whenever you see Arizona, you you know, for the last few years, it's been like, man, Arizona is just so much smaller. Uh, in a few years, that's not going to be the case.
1: At the quarterback position, I've always felt that this is ideally what's going to happen. Jaden Delora is going to start. You don't bring in a guy like that and he doesn't start. I've always thought this though, that ideally from the coaching staff, and this is no, uh, this is no slight to Will Plummer or Gunnar Cruz. It's just acknowledging what it is. I think that you want Delora to start. You want, Jordan McLeod to be the the capable long-term backup, for lack of a better term, where if Dolores sprains his ankle and a guy's got to go in for three games, that's Jordan McLeod. Fafita gets some action. You keep his red shirt, though, you're intact.
0: And that's kind of your three-headed
1: monster right there. Is that how you see that playing out?
0: Yeah, with the caveat that, again, it's one practice, but Noah Fafita looked really freaking good.
1: Didn't
0: he? He made made throws that... You know, in, in camp last year, Will Plummer and Gunnar Cruz weren't making. And, Correct. Uh, I mean, I know that's you know, but <laughs> it's, it's hard to know, believe, right? It, it wouldn't shock me if that backup quarterback between him and McLeod is closer than we think. But those those are going to be the three guys. I have no doubt in my mind. Is maybe a guy that people are you know with the with the T Mac and the Jacob
1: Cowings, the guys that Keen Burnett's is maybe a guy that you're we're forgetting a little bit about right here, Kevin Green, the ex USC decommit the wide receiver position because I know he had a pretty impressive first practice.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had a catch in the corner of the end zone where, you know, it was fantastic and they're loaded at wide receiver. Like they're, it's a good issue to have, but they're absolutely going to have an issue figuring out who to play. Cause Cowing looked great. Dorian Singer looked good. Then you have green, you have T-Mac, um, you know, you have multiple other guys. <laughs> I'm like, right. it is a, it is a very, very talented position and, and considerably better than last season.
1: All right. Now, Johnny Nansen, um, take it over for Don Brown. I thought, and I wrote an article about this, uh, go PHNX, get the membership right there. We got you all covered. I thought Don Brown did a pretty good job last year because I think he made a, I think he he put out a middle-of-the-road defense without middle-of-the-road talent. He's obviously moved on right now. Johnny Nansen comes in from UCLA. He's a, de- uh, he's a great recruiter. A lot of these kids talked immediately about how much they like him. What do you look for as far as any differences or similarities as to the kind of defense he's going to run as opposed to what Don Brown ran?
0: I think, and it may not even it may not be a good thing. It is yet to be seen. But Fish has said it a few times, and Nansen has said it. They're going to be more flexible. Don Brown was very stubborn. It -hmm. was we're going to put our corners on the island, and if they get beat, they get beat. Um, I think what we're going to see from Nansen is if they're getting beat. Uh, we're going to make a few adjustments here and there. Um, they're still going to be aggressive, but I think you're going to see, um, you know, a lot more dime. For instance, they mm-hmm. they were saying that they're going to play uh, a lot more, you know, four two six and all that. So it's it, it's going to look different. Uh, Forty five, sorry. It's going to oh. look different, but um, it's it's still going to have the same principle in terms of aggression. There's just going to be a little uh, more flexibility in the whole thing.
1: All right, yeah, even off. great question. Are the safeties improved? Because that was uh, that was uh, a source of frustration last year.
0: And I think part of that was system. So, like, Christian Young, I love, you know, I, I think he's a good player, but you, you don't want to leave him on an island. He's not that type of guy. Right. So, I think you're going to see a lot more nickel. Like, Gunnar Maldonado in the first practice was that nickel. Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing a right. true saint. So, it, you're going to see guys move around. They love Jackson Turner and Christian Young. They think they're going to be better this season. I'm a little skeptical, Um, but you have guys like Warnell and Maldonado at Nickel, which I think is going to help that a little bit.
1: All right, guys, I want to tell you quick about Athletic Greens. All right, you might say, Mike, Luke, you look like a specimen, and you know what? You would be right, and a big part of that is because of Athletic Greens. It's fantastic. Here's the deal. You get one scoop of delicious Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you get your day started okay i was eating at del taco the other day along my guy bruce shout out to bruce pasco, to bruce pasco. <laughs> yep and uh you know what It was a big mistake because that's what I had for breakfast. I should have had Athletic Greens instead. I had Athletic Greens today, and that's why I am doing so much better right now. All right. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash Wildcats to take ownership of your health and pick up the right pace. All right, Jason. I can't thank you enough for coming on. You're awesome. You always set really good numbers for us. The people like you, by the way, real quick, where can they find you? Where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find all your stuff you do?
0: Uh, Wildcatauthority.com. It's going to be a busy few weeks, uh, hopefully two, three weeks. And uh, at Jason Shear on Twitter. Appreciate you for having me on, Mike. All
1: right, as always, he's the Don, Jason Shear. I am merely Mike Luke. Thank you guys. Tons of comments. We'll have this up on the podcast in a few minutes. All right, for Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. <laughs>